Hello, welcome back. Uh, second day in a row, Culture Armistice. I'm Brownie. Thanks for tuning in. I wanted to talk about some uh, current events. I don't know if I like to talk about current events, just because... I don't know. I'd like this show to be timeless. Operate outside of time. It's tough to do when you're talking about the news. But uh, I felt like I had to say something about this um, business in Ferguson, Missouri. So uh, in case this is being listened to sometime far in the future, quick sum up. A young black man was shot by a white police officer. And, well, you can look it up if you don't know about it. It's all over the news. So, there's uh, some interesting stuff going on about this. So, okay, well, let's start off with this. I was listening to Sam Cedar, who is a liberal, uh, like, radio host type guy, who, I, uh, back in, in my liberal days, I used to really like him. He was on Air America uh, with Janine Garofalo. They had a, a show. Yeah. I really liked him and uh, Rachel Maddow. She went on to sort of make it big, and he's still sort of scuffling along. I don't really know how popular he is, but I used to like him. And I listened to him occasionally, still. And he said something interesting about the situation in Ferguson. So they just had their grand jury, and they decided that the cop had done nothing wrong. Now, grand juries, I know from watching lawyer TV shows, are uh, are put together to determine if wrongdoing has been committed by a member of the government, I think. And usually, in order to prevent conflicts of interest, they will appoint a special prosecutor, which is someone outside of the government, uh, who will, you know, I guess, hopefully be more fair... Um, uh, or won't have a predisposition to, uh, you know, letting their buddy off the hook. I guess that's the idea. So in this case in uh, Ferguson, the governor did not assign a special prosecutor. Um, I don't know his reasoning behind that. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Whatever his reasoning is, though. Well... Uh, so Sam Cedar, he doesn't know the reasoning either, and he speculated. He's he said, "This is Sam here." He said, "Well, there's two reasons, two possible reasons I can think of why this guy wouldn't uh, appoint a special prosecutor. One, he's a blatant, unrepentant racist. Or two, and this is probably more likely, again Sam Cedar's words, he realizes that most of the people in his state." are racist, and he wants to be re-elected. That's it. Those are the two possible reasons why this guy wouldn't uh, appoint a special prosecutor. And again, I don't know his reasoning. Maybe those were his main reasons. I doubt it, though, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I thought this comment was interesting because it was a nice microcosm of a lot of the reaction to this situation seems to be to me. Um, now, I've done, I did a a show a few months back about racism where I sort of got into some stuff 
It's a big subject, though. I don't know. Go back and listen to it if you want to know more about what I think about racism. Uh, but the main gist of it was, yeah, racism exists, but I don't think it is as prevalent as some people think it is. And uh, what I mean by that is that uh, people have taken this Ferguson incident and just, it's so black and white. It's, oh, racist, racism. He shot him because he's racist. Uh, white people are racist against black people. And then the jury let him off because they're racist. Racist, 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 right? But that's such an oversimplification of the situation, man. It's just, it's almost like it's stupid to just put everything down into just write it out. Oh, it's racism. You know, the, uh, this problem will not be solved until racism is gone from the world. Uh, and this is really frustrating because I'm drinking decaf coffee here because um, there's real problems here that I think we should be talking about, people should be talking about, and they don't have so much to do with race. Uh, they have more to do with just a society-wide worship of the police, worship of authority, deference to badges and uniforms, and also, even though it didn't come up much in this situation, uh, militarization of police, which is a pretty big problem. And, you know, Sam would agree with me about the militarization part. That's actually a nice little area of overlap between uh, libertarian types and liberals. Both concerned about the military gear these cops are buying. But, like I said, that wasn't... I mean, this cop didn't use a bazooka. He used just a normal sidearm. So, first of all, let's talk about the race issue. Uh, everyone is just so quick to write this off as race. And you know what? This guy might be a, a flaming racist. I, I don't know, honestly. He might be. Uh, but even if he is, I don't... I mean, you can't just say that is his motivating uh, force, right? Because, I mean, look, I'm a scientist, so I, I approach this stuff sort of from a scientific... I don't know if it's scientific. Statistical uh, avenue? I don't know. Anyway, if we're going to say... We're making a statement. Our hypothesis is... Uh, he's racist, so he shot a black person. Okay, well, we have to say, are there any other possible reasons this could have happened? You know, we have to rule out causes to try to narrow down our uh, description of reality. This is what we do in science. And if our hypothesis doesn't explain the situation exactly, then we throw it out and get a new hypothesis. And so, first of all, just right off the bat, this one kind of smells bad to me. We say he's racist, so he shot the the uh, the kid. Well, if that's a fact, then we should be able to apply it to every situation. He's racist, so he shoots black people. So he should be shooting all the black people he sees, right? Obviously, that's ridiculous. So, but you know, since that is ridiculous, that means we have to adjust our hypothesis. Our hypothesis was racism equals he shot. The, uh, the kid. Michael Brown. Sorry, <laughs> just drew a blank on his name, unfortunately. Um, but, okay, 
that can't be the only reason. There's something else involved here. And by the way, I'm not even touching on whether or not he is innocent, and I'm making air quotes when I say that. Because it seems like there's decent evidence that within the uh, realm of the law, at least, that he may be clear of wrongdoing. Um, that's if you think the law in this situation makes sense, which I don't. I think he he murdered someone, and he needs to pay the price. Doesn't matter if he's black or white, but I'm gonna get on get into this a bit later when I start talking about the cops. Anyway, so we've determined that racism equals shooting black people is not a true description of reality, right? So there's something else involved here. Uh, what else is involved? Well, like I touched on in my last pod episode about racism, uh, a lot of what is considered to be racism, to me, is more like maybe classism. So, it seems like a lot of the so-called racist statements people make or racist feelings people supposedly have are, are not so much about race as they are about socioeconomic status. So, I mean, if we just, if we want to take our hypothesis out to say, uh, well, okay, racism causes more black people to be shot than otherwise if there were no racism. Well, in order to test that hypothesis, we would have to say, okay, well then we have to see, are the people being shot, are they, is there anything else they have in common besides just being black? Is there anything else that connects them? So we need to, to take, it should be a random sampling of, you know, black people being murdered by the police. So there should be an equal amount of, you know, uh, probable criminals like Michael Brown, and, uh, you know, well-dressed, suit-wearing, Italian suit-wearing, briefcase-toting, uh, black people walking down the street talking on their iPhone. They should be, uh, also represented in this sample, along with, you know, upper-class people, uh, should be in there too. It should be equal, right? If it's, if our hypothesis is racism makes black people get shot by white people, then that's it. These people, those people I just mentioned have nothing in common other than the color of their skin. So they should be equally shot if our hypothesis holds true, right? But obviously that's not true. It's not what happens. Um, by far, uh, the people being murdered are poor or uh, in have lower socioeconomic status or they live in poor neighborhoods or uh, right I mean okay I don't have the numbers on this but I don't care I'm sure that it's true so okay we have police murdering people, uh, black people, in this situation, and they have, they all have two things in common, 
I mean, if we just limit our sample to the black people murdered by police, they have two things in common. They are black, and they are generally lower socioeconomic status. So, you know, why do we just jump to the racist claim? Now, look, if you want to talk about why black people tend to be of lower socioeconomic status, now that is a different subject, and that's something we could definitely talk about. I mean, there's definite racist roots in that situation, even though I'm not sure how much racism currently contributes to that situation. It was definitely caused it in the first place. But, yeah, okay, so look, there's just so many other factors involved other than the fact that the people are black who are being murdered. Okay, so, uh, first of all, more violence happens in the bad part of town, right? Um, bad part of town happens to be where... Or uh, has a, a larger percentage of black people than, like, your, uh, general suburb area. Okay, so, we have a more violent part of town, and, which means they're gonna have more cops there, there's gonna be a higher percentage of black people. Well, right there, we have a reason for, uh, you know, a, uh, higher rate of, uh, murders by police against black people. Oh, by the way, uh, I guess we should talk about the raw numbers. I happened to look this up uh, before I started recording here. And it turns out, while uh, white people are murdered more in total by uh, police, but, of course, there are many more white... There's about five times as many white people as there are black people. So that doesn't really tell us very much. Um, the actual rate per million, oh wait, I'm sorry, was that murder or police murder? Huh. Okay, I don't remember if it was total murder. Anyway, the, the, uh, the stat I saw was basically, uh, shoot, the, there were 20 times as many black people murdered by police than there were white people murdered by police. Something like that. About 20 times. Okay, so, uh, that's, uh, that's as a rate. The rate of murder, not the total. The total, as I said, is more white people total. But, if you control for the number, the population, then black people are murdered by police at a higher rate. Okay, so, that is true. But, we should also remember that 10% of black pe people murdered by police are murdered by black police. So we can officially, I guess we can say that black police aren't racist against black people, right? I hope. So we can rule out uh, racism as a cause for at least uh, 1 out of 10 of these murders. That's a good start. Uh, anyway, so, okay, black people are being killed at a higher rate. Uh, so is it because of racism? Well, for one out of ten, it's not. And, and then, you know, if we're talking about... Okay, so often, 
or I think maybe almost every time when a cop uh, murders someone, their excuse is that they felt threatened. Uh, now, okay, and of course, like, nobody can question that. It's just, oh, the cop says he felt threatened. Well, he can shoot whoever he wants. That's basically how society looks at this, which is ridiculous, but that's how it works. So the cop says, I felt threatened for my life. Now, I'm sure that sometimes that's true, but also, because there's no accountability for police, because people worship them, uh, nobody really, you know, analyzes their claims too hard. Oh, he said it? Well, it must be true. He's a cop. He's got a badge. You wouldn't lie. So, uh, okay, so he... The cop, a cop murders someone, he says, because of he felt thre threatened for his life. So, let's just take it at face value and assume that's true. And I'm sure it is true sometimes, though definitely not all the time. I don't know if it's the majority of the time. Okay, so let's say he's threatened, he feels threatened for his life. Well, what would make you feel threatened for your life? Uh, okay, well, if you, if you think there's a high probability that someone will hurt you, then you may feel threatened, right? I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. So who is more likely to harm you? Um, it's felons. <laughs> People, uh, violent criminals and felons in general are more likely to, uh, to harm you. I mean, you know, a non-felon by definition, can't commit armed robbery or murder or rape against you. If they did, they would become a felon and, you know, disqualify themselves from the non-felon category. Okay, so... Who is most likely to be a felon? Not black people. Poor people. Like, there's a, the same rate of poor white people and poor black people become violent criminals. Okay, so... Uh, what's my point here? Sorry. The same, yeah, the same rate of poor black people and the same rate as poor white people become felons. Now, it turns out, as we know, that black people tend to be disproportionately poor or of lower socioeconomic status. So it's just more likely uh, that you will think a low socioeconomic status person will harm you. Right, so it's not about... My point here is that it's not about race. It's not... If we take the cop's claim at face value, which I'm skeptical about, and say they do feel threatened, it's not because it's a black person. It's because it's a low socioeconomic status person. At least in the majority of cases. Now remember, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist. I'm sure that there is someone out there who's completely motivated by racism in all aspects of life. They, I'm sure. And I'm sure that one of those types of people or more are cops. But my point here is that it's just such an extreme oversimplification to say a white person uses a black person racism, you know. And of course, we have that other case in Utah, which was uh, the opposite. A black cop shot a white 
whitish guy. He was like, I think half white, half Hispanic, and nobody gave a crap about that. But, uh, same problem to me. It's, uh, cops, like that cop just murdered that guy, and nobody cares. The press don't even care. Because, you know, yeah, it's a cop, he probably knows what he's doing, he probably had a reason. Right? But, uh, why, so what do we have in common between Michael Brown and the guy in Utah? Unfortunately, I don't know that other guy's name. Taylor? No, that's the guy. Uh, shoot, I forgot. I'd look it up, but I can't see my computer at the moment. Anyway, um, so what do they have in common? Well, not race. So if we just want to say, uh, cops shoot, uh, black people, well then, that hypothesis goes out the window here, because these two people aren't, they're not both black. But they are both, uh, lower socioeconomic status people with criminal records, who are, basically, they're like the most likely person you can run into to threaten you. Um, remember, I'm not saying that someone who has a criminal record is likely to threaten you in absolute terms. I'm saying they're more likely than someone who doesn't. So, you know, kind of a big difference. So anyway, everyone ignored the shooting in Utah. I'm not sure why. I don't know why. But I, I, I'm assuming it's because it's just not much of a... Okay, so, like, racism is such an easy sell, you know? I think the reason why people are so quick to call other people racist... Sorry, I should say, the reason why white people are so quick to call other white people racist is because it's just, like, a really easy, established way to establish moral superiority for yourself, you know? So everyone knows racism is bad. And, you know, especially with the history of the U.S. is really messed up for race relations. So, I mean, you know, it's it's like you're, people are always looking for a way to, oh, is, wait, what did you say? Oh, was that racist? Oh, that was racism. I win. I win. So if, you know, the other person has uh, indicated that they may be racist, they lose the argument. It's over. You win. <laughs> Right? Nothing else matters. So it's like, it's just a really easy way to just establish moral superiority for yourself to, you know, say someone is racist. So, that, I think that motivates some of it. And also, it's a really nice uh, story that uh, Americans can tell themselves about the end of slavery, at least. You know, we fought to get rid of that, so it's like uh, a big um, triumph of of uh, will. Well, I mean, okay, you know, I'm not talking about slavery. I'm talking about racism. So don't want to get off off track here. Talk about slavery some other time. Uh, what was I talking about? Anyway, okay, yeah. So it's just it's a really easy. Okay, not only is it uh, an easy way to establish moral superiority, it's an uh, emotionally charged issue, so it's going get, to get hits, you know, if you have a website or a news show, I guess. 
I mean, I'm speculating here. I don't know why. Why do you think the press didn't care about the one in Utah, or you know, any of the other thousands of killings that have happened? Some of which were white cop, black victim. Some of which were other way around. Uh, why did this one? Why was this one such a big deal? I don't know. Okay, now you know. All that said, I I want to say that I. I think the whole police culture in the states is completely messed up, and that is the problem here. And that really, people, by oversimplifying things and saying it's about race, are totally missing the big problem. Um, and it's that <laughs> people worship the police. Okay, I should say white people do. So maybe there is a, a racial component to this. The uh, the last numbers I saw were. Uh, by a significant margin, black people trust the police less than white people. Uh, I don't understand why anyone would trust the police, personally. Now, I know not all cops are, are bad. But the problem is, you just when you get put in a situation like that, even if you're a good person, it's, e it's so easy to be corrupted. You know? I mean, you... You can choose. I, like last time I, I said, you know, if you're a cop and you pull someone over for speeding, but then it turns out it's like your sister or your best friend. You'd be like, oh, man, what are you doing? Don't drive so fast. All right, I'll, you can go. You know, you're not going to give him a ticket. Come on. Has there ever been a cop who's given their, like, girlfriend a speeding ticket? I mean, unless they were in a fight or something. I'd really be surprised if there was. I'm sure that at least the vast majority wouldn't. So that that's just corruption right there, and it's basically unavoidable. As a human, that is just a situation where it's not possible to not be corrupt. And, you know, this type of... This is a problem when you give people power like this. They can't help but to abuse it. Even good people. Even good people can't help it. So, we're giving you know, not just cops, but the government in general, the power, monopoly on force and violence, the power to force us to do things, to force, uh, you know, other people to do things, and it's just stupid. They will abuse that power. They do abuse that power, and there's no way to stop it. Uh, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, we just need to kick them out of office, elect the right people, and this is getting a little off topic here, but... It's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. You kick someone out, whoever comes in is going to have the same problem. But who gets kicked out anyway? Congress, who everyone hates, has like a 99% incumbent re-election rate with a sub-10% approval rating, which is ridiculous. Anyway, I don't want to get too off topic here. So... What's my, my overall point here? My overall point is that... Yeah, okay, I don't know what the racial component is to this recent uh, police murder. Uh, there may be one. It might be the whole explanation. It might be. I really doubt it is. And I just think you're being intellectually lazy if that's your solution. Just, oh, racism. End racism, and we will end police shootings. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's not gonna happen.
So let's just let's use our brains here, man. The, it's a complex situation. Uh, whatever percentage of the situation is racism, it's not the whole. It's not the whole problem. It's probably not most of the problem. There's other stuff, other stuff that you know can be addressed. I mean, we're just like wasting a lot of intellectual resources here by just concentrating on the racist aspect. And by, okay, by the way, uh, black people, like I just said, they're distrust the cops more than white people, and they should. Everyone should distrust the cops, but, you know, of course, there's uh, disparities in sentencing and uh, a whole bunch of stuff like that, which I'm out of time now. But uh, maybe I'll talk about that next time. So, I know the criminal justice system is slanted against black people in general. Uh, oh, man, okay. I, yeah, I don't have time. Anyway, uh, I'll talk about that next time. Thanks for tuning in. This is Culture Armistice. I am Brownie. I will see you next time.